people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, today we are breaking some new ground for both of us. We are talking with Christine Glein. She is the Chief Energy Officer at GC Impact Group. And we are talking with her about something that is new to both of us today, the idea of soul intelligence. Are you ready for this, Lou? I, yeah, I, I I never knew my soul had an intelligence, and I'm looking forward to finding out about it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think this is going to be a great interview. I think everyone is going to pick up something new. So let's go straight to our interview with Christine. Christine, welcome to Q and A on Breakthrough Leadership. We are so excited to have you here with us today. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Great. Well, Christine, we we gave a little bit of an intro before we brought you on, but why don't you give us the 411 about what you've got going on with your work? Absolutely. Um, I am what I call a conscious leadership coach, which essentially means I'm helping people get in touch with uh, their soul intelligence, which is probably the um, most important yet least explained intelligence that we have. Most people understand about IQ think people kind of get the idea about EQ, but SQ is a brand new um, concept for a lot of people, even though they have a sense of what their soul intelligence might be. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, as a, the soul intelligence coach, I'll be able to explain a little bit more uh, about what I do and how I do it and how I work with um, teams and people. Right. I can see Lou's wheels turning at the idea of soul intelligence. You want to go ahead and ask the first question? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 to, to me, that that is a, a, a an entirely brand new concept. Talk to me about the beginnings and, and where does soul intelligence come from? Sure. Um, well, I mean, the best way to, to describe it is everybody knows um, that they've got some purpose, right? We're here for some reason. Everybody at least suspects it, I think. Um, And when someone is fully aligned with their passion, their purpose, their mission, and their vision, and they feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves, that's really when they're in touch with their soul intelligence and they're fully aligned. Um, And the idea is if you can get that to happen for a person individually and have that bigger picture something be tied to the company in which they work, that's when you've got people that will run through the fire for you. And so having an entire company full of people that are lit up, intrinsically motivated, um, and, and aligned with your mission, vision, values, and purpose, as well as their own, that's really sort of that whole definition of like universe, unity consciousness and having the individual and the whole support one another. Okay. So it might sound utopian, but there, there's actually ways you can get there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just thinking of with the vision and everything that you talk about and understanding and, and seeing it. I, I've worked with some groups in the past where they create vision boards where they cut stuff out and they paste it on a board so that they can, you know, they can formulate what they all envision the future to look like and get behind. Does that, do you do any of that? Nope. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's why I was kind of giggling. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> My daughter yeah. had a vision board for a long time. I mean, when she was younger in high school and she had a vision board that she put up there, you know, things she wanted as she grew up yeah, and uh, totally. went into a corporate environment once and they went, oh, yeah, we did vision boards. And I kind of giggled like you giggled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of more along the lines of, um, you know, it, in terms of a vision board, there, believe it or not, there are apps that do that now. You could just take pictures and they make it more simple for you if you want to do really? that. Yeah. Oddly enough, there, there are a few apps out there that'll help you do them. But um, I guess it's better to kind of back backtrack a minute um, sure. and talk about energy for a second. Okay. So um, if you remember back in seventh grade science class, everybody and everything is energy, right? Um, and so it stands to reason that energy could get trapped in people, places, or things, right? If everybody mm -hmm. and everything's energy, um, it could also mean that it could get stuck in your mental, emotional, or physical body. And because energy can get trapped um, in your body, that tends to sometimes, um, if you if we start talking about like causes dis-ease within your body when it gets trapped or emotions get stuck for a long time. But if we start with like the IQ and the ideas and everything that you've got in your head and your conscious mind, we only use 5% of our conscious mind to do all of our thinking, all of our decision-making, right? So 95% of the time that subconscious mind is running our programs. So if we have stuff like negative energies, emotions, thoughts, self-limiting beliefs, like stuck in our subconscious, we're going to continue to repeat those things um, as opposed to being able to be in touch with our soul intelligence. So, um, you know, the law of attraction kind of had it half right. I don't know if you guys remember that the book, the secret back yeah. in early two thousands. Yeah. Oprah made um, it famous. Yeah. It, what was it? Oprah made that famous. Yeah. She, yeah. Exactly. She put it on in her book club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that was like positive thinking. Well, if it were that easy, right. Everybody would be manifesting the life that they want. Um, but you know, it's, it's not thoughts that are running the show. It's really your feelings. Okay. And I know I'm talking to two men probably don't want to be really in touch with their feelings, but yeah, no, I, 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 I take offense to that. I, I'm a very, I'm a, I, I'm a very feeling person. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I raised four boys. So feelings were not like, you know, high on the list over here. So just I, I, cry, I, I cry at the end of horrible, horrible bosses of undercover boss all the time. <laughs> all right. So it's half that, right? It's your thoughts. Everything starts out, you know, you have to have an idea and you have to have the inspiration and the thought, but what really brings your thoughts into form is that feeling. Right. Um, it's, it's even more than that. It's like seeing it, it's feeling it, it's, it's believing it and embodying it as if it's already happened. Um, and I know that sounds really easy, but that's real. The, the real is it's, that's how consciousness works. Whatever you think, the feelings expand that. So um, you talk about an electromagnetic field, the thoughts are the electric part and the feelings are the magnetic part. Okay. So what does all this have to do with leadership and moving teams, right? And well, what is the biggest thing we focus on is people. Right. Yeah. So, so okay. um, that's really where um, a lot of my work comes in is how do we, how do we get to that subconscious mind, right? Okay. How do you, how do you tap into that? Mm -hmm. um, okay. Craig, before you... you how did you get into this? <laughs> Heavily drinking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you told me how to pronounce your last name and you said it rhymes with wine, I, I, figured, well, I figured drinking could be. Could have been a hint. 
Yeah, no, um, honestly, uh, you know, it was something that I, I learned um, a practice about 15 years ago. Um, so right. while I was still in corporate America, um, and it was a practice that allows me to um, figure out what negative energies, emotions, and thoughts or self-limiting beliefs are stuck and need to move and shift out, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's out of a team, out of a person, out of a company. Um, and it was a methodology that I would use really behind the scenes and in coaching, you know, people as a turnaround specialist, you know, it was okay, all about okay. people process and technology and finding what's going to flow in order to meet the business objectives. And the biggest factor in all of that, as you guys well know, is people, right? right? So, yeah. So it's really trying to help people move forward in a variety of different ways. Well, it's, it's just as I've always told people, if it wasn't for people, leadership would be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> messy, those people. Exactly. Exactly. You touched on this briefly that, you know, you had that that time. And that's how I know you is back from the time we were both in corporate America. Yeah. And I knew you as a person who would go into organizations, sales and marketing organizations and others, and really do incredible things to optimize performance and results. So how does this kind of all tie together? If I'm a new leader coming into an organization and I want to tap into these ideas, where do I start? Where do you start? Well, um, you know, first of all, we, you know, certainly look at where does someone naturally invest their energy, right? Where can they have the greatest impact in a corporation? And um, so I actually start, um, my company's called um, Game Changing Leadership, right? Um, And that's what, that's my program. And I use something called the Game Changing Index. And it's this really cool assessment tool out of the UK um, that actually shows somebody where they naturally have an impact in a company, where they where they naturally invest their energy, and it shows their leadership style and other things. And we measure lots, right? We've got a gajillion personality typing. We've probably taken communication styles. But this one actually talks about where you impact a company from an energetic perspective where you naturally put yourself into it. And it's a super cool tool. And um, I love it. And it's really where I start the basis of discussion um, with anybody. Uh, And it's really neat when you overlay it on a team or a region or a company, because it shows you what are you missing and what do you need? So it can help you with hiring. And it's also a great, it's actually, I think the number one diversity and inclusion tool in the UK, because it's not measuring anything demographically. It's actually measuring where you will have the greatest impact in the company from an energetic perspective. So whether to give you an example, um, I happen to be what's called a game changer polisher. Imagine that <laughs> Someone with a game changing impact is a game changer. All right. So that means I'm all about the new idea and the innovation. And then the polisher is someone that's focused on continuous improvement. So somebody that's got new ideas and always trying to make the existing people processor technology better, hence the polisher, hence the, the turnaround specialist that I was, that's what really lights me up. Um, and so um, the, the other proclivities are strategist. I'm sure one of you on this call may be one of those. Um <laughs> Implementer, someone who gets it's probably done. Craig because he has three whiteboards in his office. So he, he, <laughs> not he wins, naming names. He, he wins the strategy award. <laughs> That's how yeah. you know. Um, you know, an implementer, someone that loves to get the job, get the job done, hit the deadline, meet the mark, produce the product. 
Um, and then certainly the playmaker. That's the person that that really manages through others and really is that consensus builder. Okay, that's um, me. That's is me. that you? <laughs> Anyway, so those are the five main proclivities, but there's about 100,000 different combinations. And so I'm a certified, uh, what they call GCologist, but this is the first, this is a made up word that they made up, but I love it. The first organometric uh, in the the country or in the world, really, because I guess they're in the UK. So it's really neat because you can actually overlay that um, on a team. And so if you're trying to implement you know, change management or do a project, um, you know, have a project management piece, you pull in the right people to get the right, um, the right people on your team that are really going to be able to move the project forward or help implement the change more readily and easily. So that's where I start. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Now you can go, Craig. (laughs) No, that was my question. That was my question. Well, Where do we start? You know, what I found, and I'm Craig, I know you and I've had a conversation about this anecdotally, but, you know, a lot of companies grow so quickly that they take these great individual contributors and they promote them to being managers and then they don't have time to train them. So it's sink or swim time, right? And any training resources typically go to your, you know, uh, client facing um, groups, whether that be sales or customer service or your frontline people answering the phones, as opposed to this management layer. And so that's why I think in many organizations, we have a weaker management layer and people that really need to, to level up to be under, to understand what it takes to be a senior leader and how to, how to manage things in a different way. And so that's, that's really the, the space that I play in as opposed to necessarily executive um, but I'm really helping middle management in that middle layer. Yeah, and that's there's so much need there and so much opportunity. We were just talking with uh, somebody else, just there's generational leadership problems that gets caused because you just aren't training people up in the right ways. We've talked a lot on several episodes. This is one of our, I've had a long rant episode about it. Lou talks about it a lot, is this idea of empathy in leadership. Mm. And this approach you're talking about with this kind of soul intelligence that would seem to kind of lend itself if, if empathy and leadership, not the only trait of leadership, but an important trait of leadership, does, can this help move leaders along into that environment, or at least identify leaders who can help grow on that side? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I kind of started with, you know, we've, we all understand IQ. The next thing we're, we're getting to understand is EQ. And that's a big part of what I talk to people about too, right? Um, Maya Angelou has the greatest quote ever, right? People will um, never forget how you made them feel, right? right? And it is about feelings. Um, you know, they might forget what you said or what you did, but they'll never, she'll not, you'll never forget what, how they made you feel. And so when we focus on creating wow experiences, whether it's internal customer service or external customer service, it's all about um, taking into account how people feel. And I think if, if we learned anything in the year of COVID, it was that, right? Um, understanding people having new challenges and um, different stressors at home and work from home um, and really being flexible about work time and understanding, you know, people who have to juggle um, teaching their kids while trying to work full time and letting dogs out or cats running across monitors and not not getting so stressed about the little things. But I really think um, certainly we had to develop a lot about our, our emotional intelligence. I know it's also been a stress for a lot of people mentally. Like we've seen like mental health um, rates spike um, just from the isolation. Yep. Um, so having more empathy and understanding, I think about what people are truly going through is, 
extremely helpful. Um, just, you know, not in just pandemic times, but just in general. Right. And, um, you know, it's really kind of bringing all of those parts and pieces together, the cognitive, as well as the emotional, um, and then being able to bring stuff forth through, you know, lighting somebody up from intrinsically through their soul intelligence. Wow. I I have a question. You talked about everyone knows what IQ is. Many people know are beginning to understand, beginning to understand uh, EQ, emotional uh, intelligence. Um, and I always say with EQ, I remember EQ came out like in the 90s mm-hmm. uh, and then it went away for or I won't say it went away. It went underground for a little bit. And then recently in the last three or four years, it's like resurfaced again. As someone in a company, how do who owns a company? How do I know that I need to get to soul intelligence that that can help be the solution to some of my problems? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with whether um, your teams are really upholding your mission, your vision, your values, right? Okay. Whether they feel those things are actually embodied in the culture or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. You know, a big buzzword today is engagement. So how engaged are your people, right? There's stats that say only 13% of your people are actually rowing the boat. Um, you've got the bulk of your people that are just passively riding on the boat. And then you've got a smaller portion of people, about 7%, that are actually trying to sink the boat. So, you know, you want to work with, you know, that, would, that would be up great. to 80-20. <laughs> but you want to hopefully... You know, work with the people that are just kind of along for the ride, right? They're not really engaged. And it's how do we get those people engaged? And a lot of it has to do with being sensitive to emotions. And um, I'll throw another, since we're we're talking EQ um, and motivation, like using the five love languages at work. Although I say it's really four out of five. Um, So if you're not familiar with what they, what they are, um, you know, like acts of service. So actually doing stuff with your team, you know, and and maybe even doing their work side by side with them. Quality time, that could be anything from like coaching and mentoring to, you know, just giving them that one-on-one attention, you know, words of affirmation, telling them they're doing great, you know, pointing out when they do something well, as opposed to just when it's wrong. Um, there's physical touch, which is really touchy these days. So I say, well, physical, if they respond to physical stuff, just put some music on, you know, (laughs) (laughs) can't really do that one. Um, but gifts is the last one, but getting them a gift that means something to them, something small. If they're like, you know, they're a big, I don't know, a Yankees fan that you get them something that's Yankees, um, oriented as opposed to something that you might like. Right. You know, but paying attention to the things that are important to them. And that's how you start building some of that team and that camaraderie. Okay. Getting them ignited. Yeah. So when all this really starts to come together, what what do you start to see in your business? What are the how do these results kind of manifest manifest probably not the right word for it, but how do you start that's what can you really word. achieve? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we know that highly engaged teams. Um, uh, our highly effective teams are more productive teams, right? There's even the, the science of happiness. Happy employees are more productive. So you actually start to see productivity increase. You see their confidence level increase. Um, since I'm typically working with the management layer, um, I also talk to them about um, how they can employ these types of techniques for their team, right? So you should see their teams increasing productivity um, and seeing their stress levels go down. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. I, when it, when it, and I'm trying to make this connection because you said, I mean, this, this assessment is over in the UK. Oh yeah. And you're over here. <laughs> How how do how do how do well they're working with big companies? So right. they are working with like PricewaterhouseCoopers and okay. Nike and all, right. all kinds of really cool big okay. companies. Um, yeah, as well. because even when it comes to emotional intelligence, it's not something that is on the top of the list for either a training, you know, learning and development director or an HR person of saying, my people are saying they want more emotional intelligence. So right. wh- where does soul intelligence? Yeah, I mean, how do how are you marketing it uh, to organizations to to keep your business going? Um, well, it's actually talking about um, getting people to be conscious, like conscious leaders, just more awake, more aware, okay. um, and and really focus in on the important things, right? So that you can get your people engaged. And so I have um, a 12-week coaching program that I do um, with a variety of different topics and things that people don't ordinarily get taught, even how to manage up. Right. Um, you know, nobody teaches that in business school. That's the no. school of hard knocks. No. So I no. try and, and they don't teach like empathy in business school either. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, although I think Deepak Chopra is now um, at the University of Michigan, actually um, teaching people about how important it is to be tied to your purpose, your mission, and vision, your values. Great. So yeah, it's really kind of cool. We're coming along. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think people are are starting to to be more aware. That's awesome. Okay. Great. Well, I think we're at a point, Lou, for key takeaways. Key takeaway. What is your key takeaway today, Lou? My key takeaway is this is this is an aspect I didn't know existed. I I mean, I was familiar with emotional intelligence, but I had no idea about soul intelligence. And I'm just sat here fascinated thinking to myself of, okay, when does an organization go out and know that this is a need? Because in many instances, I would assume that this is an invisible need with many organizations. And so making that that connection with the with the company to say, look at this area of what I can do. And the fact that it focuses on that middle management leadership is is so is so crucial because I truly believe that that middle management uh, area for training development has always been just a check the box training type of thing. And there's really not that been that development. And so you've, Christine, opened my eyes to, I am sitting here at a loss because I, 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 this is something completely new to me. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. My key takeaway is similar but different is we talk so much about the things that I think are under this umbrella. It almost feels like you've kind of identified what Lou and I should be calling a lot of the things we talk around, around empathy, around connecting with your employees. Engagement. An engagement. And so we've been talking around this issue without naming this issue for multiple episodes. And I think this really is a great kind of concise way of saying this is some of those aspects of this that we're talking about is how to really get into kind of that negative energy, as you talked about, Christine, that exists in, not only in, in ourselves as leaders or ourselves as employees, but also within the organization and really kind of tapping into this, clearing it out so that you can really start moving your business forward. So I think it, it's a fascinating idea. So how about you, Christine? Aside from learning that Lou is very in touch <laughs> with his emotions. 
What and not is- many people know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was fantastic. Yeah, because I, um, I usually claim I'm not a people person. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, a key takeaway for me is um, being able to articulate exactly what this is and how companies can use it and how do they know when they need it, right? right. Um, and so it's really one of those things about. I think a lot of, um, you know, senior leadership or executive leadership focused on trying to create a fun culture, right? We might have like mini golf or we might have, you know, sodas and and snacks available when we were in buildings and things like that. And thinking that was what was going to shift the culture when ultimately what's going to shift the culture, right, is making sure that people are are aligned with the mission, vision, values, and purpose, and that they're they're in the right role in order to have the greatest impact in the company and feel absolutely like aligned and lit up by the work that they do. So it's, it's how do we bring it all together? Okay, I good. Well, if people want to get in touch with you about soul intelligence, how can they do so, Christine? Oh, well, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Um, yeah, my website is the GC Impact Group. It's GC impactgroup.com. And um, I am, um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I do um, a weekly, a weekly live um, both on Facebook and LinkedIn every Wednesday at three o'clock and share lots of good tips on, on how you can help move uh, your teams forward. And fantastic. (laughs) We're we're in touch here. (laughs) We're all alive. Well, Christine, thank you so much for coming on today. This was great. I think we learned a lot. And so we really appreciate it. So we'll get this out. And uh, thanks again for being here. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Thanks, Christine. Well, Craig, that was a very interesting conversation with Christine. It was something, obviously, we said at the beginning was something new to us. And I was fascinated listening to this whole nother area about intelligence that I had never heard of before. Uh, Christine enlightened me to a lot of things. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd even like to take that assessment uh, to see where uh, how intelligent my soul is. <laughs> it's it neatly ties together so many of the concepts that we talk about. So yeah, I really thought that was. Uh, that was our opportunity to learn something new today. Yeah, no, I think you honed in on it perfectly when you said, you know, we talk about empathy and we talk about servant leadership and, you know, connectivity and and uh, engagement. And this is like a root cause for all of those good things that we talk about. So uh, I'm curious to do some more some more studying on this subject. So, Excellent. yeah. Yeah. Right. And and hopefully all of our listeners and viewers also will want to do some more listening uh, about soul intelligence. So if you like this video, please go ahead and like, share, subscribe with someone who may be interested in the subject or may not even know about the subject. And Christine is a good person to talk to. In addition to that, uh, don't forget, we are available on all of your major podcast platforms, as well as being able to see us on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So until next time, keep your hands washed, keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. 